following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Wednesday, March 10th, 2021. Season 16, episode number one. Hundred, Welcome to the latest edition of The Break Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. We're presented by Geico, and it is a good day in Cowboy land because uh, the Cowboys get their deal done with Dak Prescott. We're going to talk a lot about that deal and what stood, stands out as far as the deal is concerned, what it means for the future of the Cowboys. Uh, and then also, hopefully, we'll see how it goes. If we have a little time, we'll get into some free agency talk. Free agency starts next week, next Wednesday. will be the first day of official free agency. Um, and so we'll talk a little bit about some of the guys that are on the Cowboys' current roster from last season that are going to be free agents and whether these guys think uh, the Cowboys should be resigning them or making a push to resign them. How's everybody doing today? Great. Freaking wonderful, Derek. <laughs> you know what's funny? I'm awesome. I watched I watched the show that you guys did, the writer's show, uh, the night that the deal was done. And honestly, like you would think that that was like Dave's like brother. I don't know, somebody that like the way that you were just so happy, <laughs> it, it seemed like you were getting some money out of this yeah. too. Like you were just so funny, excited about was, this deal. He was excited and yeah. then he was like ready to talk and then Nate sends it to Rob. Rob, let's start with you. And then Dave's just like, oh, come on. No, and Dave was just sitting over there. He was like making faces and like, hey, Rob I'm did, here, guys. Rob I'm so did excited. Go a little bit long on that answer, if I remember too. I was like, come on, Rob. I was, yeah. Which I, is not Rob. Either. But Rob wrote the story. Yeah. And so I feel like I should get yeah, a you know, shot. Fair. Yeah. I, I didn't but have was, a problem with it. I just, I, I had that thought a few times over the last couple of days where I was like, you're not related to Dak. He's not your friend. I mean, like, we have a decent enough relationship. You're not but, a yeah, like, he ain't giving me any of this. Like, what am I so freaking happy about? I but know. I'm glad. It's just, I think it's a combination of it's finally over. It was two years in the making. Yeah. We don't have to debate about it anymore. And, and I, I think it, you know, obviously, I think the world of Dak. So, yeah, I'm pumped. Yeah. yeah I, honestly, I, I did. Like, that night, it felt like a, a weight was lifted. Like, I felt lighter. I felt less. I don't know what it was. It was just kind of this cloud that kind of seemed like it was lifted. And that kind of tells you when you work around here, like the mood of whatever's happening in the building tends to affect me sometimes. It happens with wins and losses. happens with this kind of stuff that's really big. So it was. It was a relief once it was done. Yeah, because it's one of those things that if – you know, maybe it, it doesn't affect us as far as you know, financially or yeah. whatever, but like, uh, we don't have to talk about it as much. But from a Cowboy fan's perspective, if he w- wouldn't have signed, if they let him go, if he goes to someone else, it would have been bad. It would have yeah. been bad around here. It would have been, you know, yeah, there's some people and some fans have been like, ah, good, but not really. You know, it would have been a really tough situation. I think the Cowboys knew that and they avoided it and they made sure that they got it done. Yeah, Nick, tell me real quick, what is tell me the terms of this deal. Lay it out for everybody. I like think, what is what is the the term of the deal? I mean, it, it averages it it will average to be 40 a year, uh, you know, over 4 year 160, but the 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 part that really is creative about it is that it's really technically a 6-year deal right now that will void down to 4, but the, the we say right now because there's 66 <clears throat> wow. 
million dollar <laughs> signing bonus. Uh, that he'll sign today, I, I believe. Um, uh, maybe you're know, doing it right now. Right, actually. that spreads out over six years, you know, and so they're hoping for TV contracts and a salary cap to go back up and all that to kind of help with that. But right now, you know, it, it, it that's the average. I think this year's salary cap hit is twenty two point two million. So if you think about, you know, it was thirty. We was thirty one point four last year, and it was going to be about thirty seven to thirty eight. You know that that I think is the most significant part. There's other terms of the deal. I can let Dave talk about that, but you know, the, just the fact of you know they he's going to count twenty two point two million. That's rare to have a huge contract like that, and a guy mm-hmm. his number actually goes down. But as we found out today, there's a reason probably why it went down, and they're not going to save a lot of money. They're protecting themselves because of the cap that's been reduced. Right. I'm not trying to say that the Cowboys are the smartest front office in the league or that they always do everything right, but it all it clicks into place and you're like, "Oh man, they they kind of they knew what they were doing." I mean, if you ta- you can take it all the way back to last summer, they freed up all this cap space. They didn't use any of it. Mm-hmm. And that pissed people off and they were like, why are we why are we triggering all these deals? Why are we doing like Earl are we Thomas going up for Earl? Are we going for Earl? It's like no, they're actually going to sit on it. And everybody's like, guess they don't want to get better. It's like, well, okay, but they're going to need it, and that's the situation that we're in right now. Um, and that's you know, you are giddy. I, it, you, no, I love I love this stuff. I like I mean I like we all do this for the games, yeah. but like roster building and making it like I I love. Team building. We need it's to send so you to go work with Todd. Like that, just put you in that department. If he would let me, I like Todd would hate that so he much. Would. Yeah, He'd be like I'm no. Todd looks. I think like Todd's. I like opinion of me is like a yappy dog. He's like, okay, please go away. Like if I <laughs> if I throw you a milk bone, will you shut up? Um. Anyway, I. But yeah, so they they carried over all this space. The cap comes out today. It's about 182 million, which is an 18 million dollar decrease from last year because of the drop in revenue. because yeah. of COVID. So they carry all that over. So they've got about two hundred and seven million. Like they can spend up to two hundred and seven million because of that carryover. And Dak's reduced cap hit because of the you know because you can spread it out puts them like right right there. Like they're right underneath it. It's like oh you guys knew that this was going to happen and you knew that you could build it to fit into those parameters, mm-hmm. uh, which is really smart on their part. Two hundred seven on what they can spend. Yes. Uh, more like give or take. And I want to stress too, a lot of people have been asking about this since the cap came out is like, this is all kind of, yeah, fluid. it's all fluid. Yeah. Like, you know, like, and, and you can look it up on the internet if you want to, like I'm looking at Spotrack right now over the cap is really great, but they use different formulas. So the money's off a little bit. So honestly, if somebody other than like the Cowboys front office people tell you the number, I wouldn't even believe them at right. this point. Um, so we're going to have to keep an eye on that. And I think, you know, they're, I think they're going to trigger a lot of deals here over the next week, like Zach Martin, Demarcus Lawrence, Zeke. I did not, I learned this today actually from the Dallas morning news. Um, it's built into those contracts. They don't even have to ask those guys for permission. They just, they'll just email his agent and say, we're going to flip that switch. We're going to convert your salary into a signing bonus and we can then prorate that. And so doing all of that can give you, you know. They could free up up to like thirty million dollars. Yeah, because in cap no space. one in the world says, "Would you like your twelve million spread out over the next right. ten weeks <laughs> yeah. or now?" Yeah, and you're like, "Oh, I'll take it." Oh, wait, actually, it. I was hoping you would hold on to that until October, <laughs> yeah. if you don't mind. Um, and then w- one more thing, real quick. I know I'm kind of rambling here, but um, 
but uh, you know, obviously, Dak's numbers start to balloon. You know, he's mm-hmm. down at twenty two right now. It's going to be thirty three next year. It's going to get all, all the way up to forty seven in twenty twenty four, which is a huge number, no matter how you slice it. But what does that coincide with? Not just life, hopefully, probably getting back to normal, but a new round of TV deals that are going to start to get signed like now. And I mean. I think if you didn't already think that the salary cap was going to explode over the next two or three years, this is your indicator because the Joneses are on the competition committee. Like they're privy to these types of things. And they're, I think they're probably thinking to themselves, yeah, we're going to have to, you know, we're going to, Dak's going to cost 47 million in three years, but the salary cap's going to be 320 million. Like who cares? So, and, and right now, 40 million a year is second in the NFL um, or ahead of it, Watson. I mean, there's, there's any, there's so many different ways to slice it. Like his guarantees are the most in league history, but his average salary comes in, I think, behind Deshaun Watson. right now. So he's yeah. third. In two years, when you say all that, where do you think he'll be? Ninth, tenth. Yeah, yeah. and I want to like say his. I, I saw something that said his cap hit this year. He's like thirteenth or something. Like the way they structured this thing, it's oh, yeah. not hitting their cap very much at all 22. this year, relatively speaking. Uh, but again, I think the point that that Dave made is the really really key point is. This deal was made, I think, looking at the TV contracts and understanding how that all is going to factor in. You listen to some of the reporting out there around TV contracts. They're saying some of these contracts may double. Like that's that's the kind of money, and we're talking about big money. We're not talking about double from ten to twenty bucks. We're talking about billions of dollars doubling, right? So whether that's true or not, who knows? But even if it's a fraction of that, even if it goes up fifty percent, that is a huge, huge increase, and all that reflects back to the uh, the amount that teams will have uh, that they'll be expected to spend on their players. Amber, I want to get to you. Tell me what you think is the most interesting, or or the part of this contract that stands out to you the most. Well, before I get to that, my reaction yesterday, or on Monday, when I found out, and I was happy, I wanted Dak to stay here, but I wasn't necessarily jumping up and down my seat like Dave, right (laughs) away, I could, and what's the American saying, um... Not to be a Debbie Downer. Yeah. Not to be a Debbie Downer. But I'm so happy somebody else is doing this instead of me. But, right. That's yeah. usually your role here. And, and this is probably not a conversation for today or right now. But at the same time, it's like I can't help but think or hope. I'm like, man, I hope he doesn't suck this year. You know, it's like we see it happen with other contracts. We talk about it. Demarcus Lawrence, Ezekiel Elliott. Jalen Smith wasn't necessarily at that level as those mm-hmm. other guys. But yeah. you know what I mean. So it's just like... That And that's essentially going to happen with everyone. You don't know what's going to happen in the future. But at the same time, it's like, man, let's hope that he is that guy. He, let's hope that he is the guy that we did get to see earlier last season trending upwards in his game. So hopefully it, it's all for the better. And at least we don't have to worry about um, trying to figure out exactly what's going to happen at the quarterback position. But what surprised me the most, and you guys already talked about it, was the structure of the contract and what's going to happen this year. And I say it all the time. like I'm focused about the now, the f- today, not the future. So I'm looking at this year specifically and what's going to happen in free agency and what are some of the other weapons that the Cowboys are going to be able to afford during this time. So it, it was basically the, that way that they structure it because it makes me think that they're going to have some more flexibility and room to 
offer other contracts to these guys that they do need mm -hmm. to bring back, whether it's their own free agent guys or someone else from another team to bring here and help the team because we do need, we do know that the Cowboys need a lot of help in other areas. Mm -hmm. You know what's interesting here when you start talking about next uh, in two years the salary cap's going to go up. I wonder with free agency, are a lot of players going to want a two-year deal? <laughs> Um, we saw that with Levante David. I yeah. think he did a two or three year deal in uh, in uh, with the Bucks. Yeah, right. It, but that's that's hard to do when you're and, and get paid because you, you don't have a lot of room to spread it out. And they did a similar thing to the Cowboys. I think it was a two four or three year deal, and then they voids. had two or three voidable years at the end. We're going to see some. I think of that. you're going to see a lot of that. Yeah. yeah, which that doesn't really help the Cowboys because the Cowboys, if they want to be a player and sign anybody in free agency, they're going to want a bigger deal that kind of spreads things out. And I think, though, I'm I'm stealing this right off of my Twitter timeline, but I agree with it. I think this is this could be a really interesting year where there might be more mercenary signings than ever mm -hmm. before because the players they're not dumb. They know too. They're like, okay, there's not a lot of money out there this year, but there will be, and I don't want to lock myself into something. You know, I want to be able to hit the market next year or in two years. And so, and but on top of that, like the I mean the. The bloodbath has already started in turn. Like the teams just can't hold on to these veterans. They're mm -hmm. getting cut left and right, and I think it's only going to get worse over the next week. Yeah, um, Emmanuel Sanders yep. and John Brown got cut just within the last like hour, um, and so I think a lot of those guys are going to be willing to sign. A which I don't want to give anybody false hope because I got to see the Cowboys do it to believe it. But if there's talented veterans out there willing to sign on short, cheap deals just to get on a team and wait till next year like that could favor the Cowboys. But that seems like what the Cowboys like to do, right? This thing if that's the the what happens with a lot of these players, that seems like it's right up the Cowboys alley. Like they like those <laughs> short-term, you know, give me I'll give me a year type deal where you can prove it and then go back out in the market and, and try to make like money. But it's always like leftovers. We well, always but, get but leftovers that's also because during free agency. but no, that's my point. I think that's because as Dave was saying, most of that. the best players are want a long-term deal. Yeah. This year may be different where they look at the economics and they say, hey, we know teams don't have a ton of money. I'm willing to do a one-year deal. And if you can do a one-year deal or two-year deal, that can get me in the door and I get good money. Like I don't think anybody's taking a pay cut necessarily, but they want to get paid. But a one- or two-year deal, that sounds like the kind of stuff the Cowboys may be prone to doing if it's not a long-term commitment and especially if they can figure out a way uh, to free up some money. Let's take our first break. When we come back, I do want to talk a little bit about what this means for the future because you look at this roster, and as you said, Amber, there are lots of areas where the Cowboys need to make some moves. I want to know how much this deal that they did with Dak affects what they can do this year. Are there ways that they can maybe free up some money? Uh, we'll talk about that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com radio. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with United Ag and Turf. 
Before you can park yourself in front of the game, park yourself in a John Deere and power through your chores. Our Land Run Package is a 1025R, 25-horsepower tractor with a loader, rotary cutter, and a box blade for $229 a month. And the price you see is the price you'll pay. No surprises. So don't miss another kickoff. Visit unitedagandturf.com. Offer ends February 1st, 2021. Restrictions apply. See dealer for details. Now let's get to work. The Cowboys way. Where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing. The star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Want to show your Texas and team pride too? You can. By purchasing your own Stetson, you can look just like how the flag guys do on field at every home game. Stetson Hats, the official crown of all self-respecting Cowboys and your favorite football team. Get yours today at shop.dallascowboys.com or at stetson.com. Back to the break. Get the ultimate fan experience for the ultimate Cowboys fan. Join Dallas Cowboys United, presented by Globe Life, starting at just $20. Join now. Get your exclusive fan pack and member benefits. Visit DallasCowboys.com slash United for details. Welcome back to the second segment of The Break Life from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star, presented by Geico. We're talking about the Dak Prescott deal. Remember, today at 1.30, Dak will have his uh, formal press conference where they will formally announce uh, the signing, and he and Jerry will take questions, I assume, from, uh, from the media. Uh, so uh, make sure you stay tuned for that. We'll have that streaming on all of our platforms, uh, website, mobile app, social, I mean, uh, connected TV, uh, all of our social channels. So anywhere you are, we will be there as well, and we'll have this available to you. Uh, what were you laughing about? <laughs> because I've seen the setup, and it's just going to be funny. I know. It, it's going to look weird. It's just presented yeah. by Miller Lite. Well, but I, he's not presented by Miller Lite. And so I think it's going to be – it's interesting. But yeah. I mean – but. The Cowboys are. This is presented by Miller Lite, and it's Miller time is what is what okay. we yeah. Yeah. for sure. <laughs> Dak will get that. Maybe he'll have that other company's logo on his shirt or hat or something. That's, yeah. what, I'm, that's, <laughs> what, I'm, that's what I'm kind of afraid of. That won't happen. All right, let's go ahead and jump into – let's get back into the conversation of his deal. Obviously, there are, there are lots of people out there on social media, fans, that are like – upset with this deal because they feel like he got overpaid. I don't even want to have that discussion because I really think that the way that they're phrasing it is not really what they have a problem with. I think really the issue here, and this is what I want to get your opinion on, is how much does the deal affect what the Cowboys are able to do with other things? Because I think ultimately, I don't think fans really care how much a player gets paid just in the dollar figure itself. What they care about is how much does it affect the team's ability to be able to do other things. So that's the question for you guys. Um, How do you think this affects affects the Cowboys and their ability this year and in future years to be able to surround Dak with the right kind of talent. Let's start first with you, Dave. I just want to point out, and maybe this is my chance to be a downer, um, and, I mean, it's awesome. It's a win for everybody that he is under contract. It's certainly a win for the Cowboys. But I view this as an unmitigated win for Dak Prescott. Like, he got every single thing that he wanted. And I think that's I think it's worth noting because – Imagine if we had just gotten this out of the way two years ago. Like, we didn't have to do this. And, like, yes, the Cowboys found a way to make it work. They were very smart about it. 
But they didn't like they didn't pull one over on Dak Prescott. He hit the forty million dollar mark, which seemed unthinkable. He got a no trade clause, he got a no tag clause, and he'll be able to hit the open market again when he's thirty one years old. Which, if he keeps up this trajectory, he'll be still right in the prime of his career. Did you still did you really think it was still unthinkable once the the Sean Watson deal got done? No, but I'm, I'm just I'm thinking back over the whole. Oh, back I have to a, years ago. Yeah. I have a vivid memory of us doing a show at camp yeah. when that report leaked, and we were like, "Is he serious?" Yeah. Like, yeah. and here we are. Yeah. And I just I think that's worth noting that Dak Prescott unquestionably won, and I think the lesson to be learned is probably just. Don't try to play hardball with a quarterback, honestly. Like you're not going to win unless you're willing to let him leave, which is a risky proposition. But you know, honestly, I think the way this all played out, I honestly don't think there's a loser here because I think the Cowboys paid him what he wanted, but they paid him what he wanted under the context of what they needed it to be. And we just finished talking about how the TV deals factor into this, like when they have to pay him the money and how it's going to hit the cap. I still think it fits very nicely. Look, I'll put it to you like this. Two years from now, Dak Prescott will probably, I would guess Dak Prescott will be somewhere in the range of 6th, 7th, 8th as yes. far as quarterbacks and what their average salary is. Which, and I completely agree. And I don't want to paint it as if the Cowboys are losers. I just, what did we really accomplish other than the price going up? Like, he could already be there right now. Like, he could be way down where, you know, where all these other guys are now if we had just gotten this out of the way. Well, you know, if you think about it, though, you go back to two years ago, the Cowboys offered him a, several things. But I think what was being reported was it was about a five-year deal, I think worth $33 million. I think that's where it was. Mm, I think it's somewhere around So let's just say that was the case. After Through five years, that takes us through um, the 19, the 20 season, 21, 22, and 23. At the end of 23, that would have paid $165 million to Dak, one sixty-five. At where we stand right now, at the end of 2023, he's going to get one fifty-three. And I've said this all along. You can't forget that $2 million that he t- that he left on the table. I mean, he left $31 million on the table. So I don't think it's necessarily a, a win for either side. I think the Cowboys, you know, they, they saved a little bit there. Now, let's not forget the deal isn't over at 2023. He gets another $40 million after that. Mm-hmm. So I think it kind of washes itself out a little bit. I mean, I, I don't think Dak necessarily just dominated this whole thing because when they were offering him 33 he took $2 million so he could eventually get to forty. And it it kind of evens itself out almost. Yeah, unless, once you figure out all the money he's going to make that's in this contract, that's a very black though, and white way to, to look at. Yeah, it. I was going to say once you figure out all the money that's going to be in this contract, though, once he gets to the four years, I think he still comes out ahead, right? Yes. If it, and the, sorry, if he if let's just say okay, let's go back to that five year yeah. thirty three. The next year, wherever if it was the Cowboys or someone else, do you think he'll make twenty eight million per year? More than that. Okay, so then no. The answer is no, then it doesn't. You know what I mean? And it's, it's my math is terrible, but I'm just saying yeah. I'm just saying he was at 165, if he would have done it that, that way, he's at 153, he, he did it this way. You know, so there's twelve million dollars. 153 for the whole deal? Yeah. 153. Yeah, I'm, I'm talking about it in 2023. Now he's got another 40. He's got another 40. Right, that's what I'm talking that. about. I'm talking about okay. if you do the whole deal though. Okay. I'm not talking about just ended at 23. I'm saying okay. the whole deal. Okay, then give me okay, that's one ninety three. 
That's yeah. 193, and I'm sitting at 165. That's right. what I'm saying. Give me that next year. He's going to make more than 28. I know I lost a lot of people. I, I just I'm, lost myself. You lost me. <laughs> you definitely lost like, me. Okay. Yeah. Too many numbers being and thrown I, around. I think I'm pretty decent at math, but you did. You lost me for a second. I, but I, 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 think I, I think I'm getting now what you're saying. Yeah, I, I mean, it, again, it. I, I agree. I, I actually agree, though. I agree that, you know, what was accomplished here, I, I don't know. I think, I I, think Dak getting hurt gave him a lot more money. I really do. If Dak doesn't get hurt, this team is going to finish seven and nine, eight and eight, nine and seven. Maybe they make the playoffs, but they're not going to see how much they missed him. Right? They saw, holy yes, whatever you want to say, holy that we need <laughs> this guy. We can't do it without him. We can't score a touchdown without him. And even the guy we thought was going to help us come in here, and he eventually did, but he wasn't ready to play right then. And and they they, they weren't going to let that happen. I think he made more money because he got hurt. That's an interesting thought. I I I I get it. And there's there's two way you know there's two sides to the argument. But I saw a line from Bob Sturm, something he wrote recently. Um, and I completely agree with it. It's like if if you have a quarterback who falls in this age range of being in the prime of his career, and he meets a certain threshold, just cut the check. You got to do you it. You just yeah. cut the check because you're not going to beat him. Like you're not going to out leverage him if he fits that criteria. And not everybody's going to agree that he that not everybody loves Dak the way that I do. But like the numbers say, they are what they are, and you can't beat them. And but I don't know what what you're supposed to do about it. I do think you also have to factor in though that market factors change. When you go back and say, well, two years ago they could have got this for cheaper. Well, yeah, but the problem was back then that was before the Sean Watson deal. That was before the Patrick Mahomes deal. You had Russell Wilson was averaging 35. Were the Cowboys just going to match him up with Russell Wilson based upon what they had seen at that time? Like there, it was hard to make that argument that you should do that but they were they were willing to give him 33 which would have been above those two guys that were drafted ahead of him mm-hmm. so i think they felt like that was a fair deal sure so once market factors change and then now you got mahomes you got watson they're making 40 plus now giving deal for a DAC of 40 million average year deal seems like eh, it's plausible like he's in he's in the i think he and watson are similar type quarterbacks, yeah. right? So I think it makes sense, and you have to factor that in. I don't think it's fair just to say, well, they could have done this for cheaper because the market market factors change quite a bit over I, those years. I can't wait to see what this looks like when he comes up again. I mean, it's going to be insane. Oh, yeah. Once those TV deals kick in, like yeah. those guys right now that are still sitting out there waiting for deals, Lamar Jackson, uh, you know, guys like that that are that next wave, their numbers are just going to be sick, I think. I mean, like you're going to – Dak will quickly become – you know, push down that I think he's going to be in that six to eight range as far as quarterbacks are concerned because these guys are going to get paid. To answer your question a little more directly after that huge tangent, um, <laughs> that I mean, that's why it's such a big deal that they got this done, especially with the rollover. I think I read this morning Dak's cap percentage, and that everybody freaks out about the cap percentage. Like nobody's ever won a Super Bowl counting for more than 13% of the cap until Tom Brady did it. And then, yeah. well, he's Tom Brady. He can do whatever he wants. Like, whatever. Okay. Uh, it's never done until it's done. But he's he's only hitting them for like 10 or 11% of the cap this year. And it would have been like 20 mm-hmm. if, if not for getting the deal done and having the rollover from last year. So yeah, they and and again, I I fully expect them to free up of some money over the next week by restructuring some guys and who knows what they'll do with it, but I mean, they should have and we know, you know, the comp picks are going to be announced today by the way. So we will know, you know, they're going to have 10 or 11 draft picks 
and they're going to have enough money to add talent and free agency. Like they should have plenty of opportunities to make this roster better. And those two offensive tackles should come back. And if they come, that's back, the key. That, that's the key. That, yeah. that that helps Dak be better. Even when that you said Zeke be better. Even when you said Dak being hurt probably helped this deal along. To me, I I personally think this last year was so much more about those two tackles. I think Andy Dalton would have been a better quarterback. But for the fact that he didn't have two tackles he could rely on. Yeah. Um, and so I, I think that was huge. So it actually probably helped Dak that those two were out too because it made it look even worse without Dak. Like Dak could actually function without those two tackles. He wasn't maybe at his best, but he could at least function. Those other guys could not function without, and I'm not, without those two tackles. And I'm not saying I've seen it. But I, or they've been out there, but I think those th- all three of those guys you just mentioned have been out there working, yeah, looking working. good. From what we hear in the building, things are going good, yeah. uh, going well. Sorry, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> Dave would correct me on that. Uh, things are going well uh, there, so that, that's that's definitely every a good sign. year. Things are going well around oh, this time. Oh, Debbie boy. Downer, here we go. <laughs> when it, <laughs> no, no. When uh, it comes no, to those rehabs. No, rehab. no, no, no. Because if, if we're being real, yeah. okay, and I love these guys, obviously, but if we're being real, it's like every year we go into training camp thinking that these guys are going to be and well. that's absolutely fair. They're going to be healthy. Fair. They're ready to go. And then something pops up. Mm-hmm. So it's, again, it's not about being like the downer again or whatever. <laughs> it's like yeah. remembering... Every time you get excited about these guys, wait a minute, just hold up, wait until we get into training camp and we start the season because it happens every year. And if it's not one guy, it's the other. It's always someone in the in the O-line. So uh, hopefully they can stay healthy and hopefully we can have it at least towards the last month of December going into the postseason. So... Uh, but yeah, you have to keep that in mind. And don't get too excited. Prepare yourself and be ready for what can happen there. You're learning. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I think it's absolutely fair. I've been right? slapped in the face too many times with yeah, this with, team. With those tackles, I think it's absolutely fair, especially Tyron at, at the age that he is and the number of years that he's had consecutively where he's had issues with his back, with his neck. Like I think there are things that right now you like, yeah, you want him to be progressing well. But I'm a big believer if the Cowboys don't go into this season with a reliable, I mean a really, really reliable uh, swing tackle, they're doing themselves a disservice. Like that, that You cannot rely on the fact that those guys will be available to you for an entire 16-game season. And we saw last year just how imperative it is to have yourself a really good swing tackle when you can't rely, that you're, rely on the fact that your starters are going to be there. Go ahead, Dave. I, I agree with everything you just said. But I'm just I just want to call my shot because I've been saying this and thinking this for a long time, but I think I think they're gonna be fine. I would love it. I think and I'm I mean, you know, make make an adjustment for knocks and bumps that you pick up, but I bet they'll both play thirteen or more games and 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 be awesome. I, I don't I just I don't know. I feel this sense of optimism about it, which is weird coming for me. I just hope if they're playing, if they both play 13 games, I hope that they're not playing the same 13 games and then those other <laughs> yeah. four are ones that <laughs> like, they're both out. Like that's We that's don't have I either think. one of them for right. one month of the season. Right. Yeah, like, I, just, wouldn't be great. I think you want to have them. And you want to be able to, by the way, you're playing football. It is a contact sport. Guys are going to get hurt. I get that. So if you're missing a couple games a year and you're that caliber of player, you just build that into the the process and know that that's going to happen and be prepared for it. And that's why I say you got to make sure they got a good swing tackle just to be prepared yeah. for it. I mean, Tyron Smith did not get hurt 
anymore in that Cleveland game that he played. Mm-hmm. He was hurt. He needed surgery. He was going to have it. He played anyways. He played really well. Yeah, he did. And the other side was was a mess. But, I mean, he played well. And then he went and had surgery and was out for the year. Uh, that's a surgery he's needed for about two years. Mm-hmm. Now, he's going to have some issues with his back. That's just that's a thing. And, and they're going to hope to manage it the best they can. But they're hoping with the neck um, th- that surgery should really help. And you tell me you're going to give me Tyron Smith at the level that – I've been accustomed to seeing yeah. Tyron Smith, and I get him 13 games a year. Sign me up. I'm taking that. I'm good with that. Um, but the fact is, like, you better have a good swing tackle because we saw this year when you don't have him, you better have a, a, a good replacement that can at least steady the ship I, and not somebody that's I hope just it's a draft going pick. I hope it, Maybe not the first round, but I hope it's a draft pick of somebody that, that could be the future there. He also could play guard. You know, what if Tyron and Lyle play great and they're healthy and everything's great? Well, maybe this guy that you took in the second or third round can actually play guard for you until you need to. That's yeah. happened before. Flozell Adams who comes to mind. He played guard for a little bit before he was a really good tackle you know and there's other guys that have done that too all right let's go ahead and take our final break when we come back we're going to get into the the free agency conversation just a bit i do want to talk particularly about andy dalton who is a guy that uh played i think decent for the cowboys last year question is do the cowboys need him do they need to go that big uh with regards to their backup quarterback especially now that they know dak will be here and he will be under contract in a contract that favors the cowboy this year uh we'll talk about that when we come right back this is dallascowboys.com radio Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Want to show your Texas and team pride, too? You can. By purchasing your own Stetson, you can look just like how the flag guys do on field at every home game. Stetson hats, the official crown of all self-respecting Cowboys and your favorite football team. Get yours today at shop.dallascowboys.com or at stetson.com. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. We're back with a tasty treat that's sweeping airwaves and taste buds. It's new Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. Let's take a listen. Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda's here. A new combo that's music to my ears, okay. Let's play. Cream Soda and Dr. Pepper time. Pour it in a glass of ice. Ah, music to my ears and mouth. New Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. A delicious duet. Back to the break. 
The Star District is the perfect place for the whole family to enjoy, help support local Frisco businesses by visiting us to dine, shop, and explore the Dallas Cowboys-themed campus. For information on all the Star has to offer, visit thestardistrict.com. Final segment of the break, live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. We're presented by Geico. We're going to talk a little free agency now. Let's. Uh, we've talked about Dak's deal, and obviously the Cowboys were able to get it to a point where uh, it's not killing their cap this year. Um, so my question first, starting off with you guys, is knowing what you know now about the cap, knowing where the Cowboys are right now, knowing the kinds of deals that are out there as far as the players that they have on the team and some of the maneuvering that they can do, do you think the Cowboys have enough space right now to be able to be players in in a free agency? Nicholas, start with you. No, I don't think they're going to be players in free agency. I think I, I, they just don't have as much as other teams because you know it's not just Dak. I mean, when you think about go to every position and go, do the Cowboys have a top five, top seven or eight player in the NFL at that position? Receiver, yes. Running back, yes. Guard, yes. Tackles, I don't know if it's top five, but I mean, I think guard, yeah, yeah. I mean, guard, yeah, guard for sure. Defensive end, yes. Inside linebacker, I think so, with Jalen. What? Ooh. I don't know. I think he's getting paid for it. I'm oh, just saying, well, oh, okay, oh, paid. Okay. Well, yeah, this whole different conversation. And, yeah. yeah, okay. I thought you were meaning like play. Like they're playing. No, I'm not talking about the play. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I'm oh, talking sorry. About, okay, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. I actually, I took issue with the tackle thing too because I was like, if he's healthy, Tyron's definitely no, no, a top five. Yeah, tackle. yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. I got so it. We, I were lost. About, we were lost. They have contracts at all of these yeah, yeah. positions. Tied in, it's up there. Too. They're paying a lot of guys. So no doubt. they're paying yeah. a lot of guys, and then you know they're paying Dak now number three overall at quarterback. So uh, I just don't know if they're going to be able to be players. From what I've heard, and the players that are like, oh, is he coming back for sure? And they're like, I don't know. And this was like number nine or tw- eleven on the list of free agents. I'm like, well, dang, who is coming back then? So I just don't know. I bet that conversation might be different now that Dak is under contract. Yeah, like that. I mean, when if they they would be so screwed if they had to carry him on the cap right now. Like that's part of what makes it to go back to that. Like that's part of what makes it exciting is they don't have to really mess with the roster now because they would have had to not like not just restructuring but maybe even cutting some guys. Yeah. And now they don't have to, which is great. So, one of the things that's interesting about this and I'll pose this question to you Amber, um, is if, you know, when you start maneuvering with these guys contracts and and basically giving them money now and spreading out the years, that means you're now spreading out the years yeah. and that means that those guys have to stick around a little longer for it to be palatable for you to to part ways with them. Are there certain contracts right now that you would be like absolutely don't touch this contract? Do not maneuver with this contract. And you you know obviously the big ones that you throw out there are your your Zeke's, your your Tanks, your your Jalen's. Those are the big contracts where you can make a, make up some difference and create some some room. But you also are lengthening out. Is there a contract that you would be like? I'm just. I don't feel like that's a good idea to lengthen that contract. Uh, I don't know. I'll, I'll let them to answer that question because you you know I don't Zeke. know much about th- these contracts or whatever when it comes to the future and long term type of stuff. But what I'm curious about when speaking about free agency and what's going to happen here in these deals, it's I genuinely don't fully know exactly how this coaching staff thinks. Like, I know Jerry and Steven Jones. I know the Cowboys, Will McClay and all that. And we know kind of their mentality and what they usually tend to do. Mm -hmm. But it makes me wonder, like, right now, I really don't know what kind of voice this new coaching staff really has and how do they think and look and evaluate these players as far as, like, who do they think is good or who do they think is bad? You know, it's like we, at least me, I don't really have a clear mm-hmm. 
a view or idea of what that really looks like, which makes me really not know what could happen this free agency and if we might start so seeing something different from the Cowboys as far as moves or maybe, you know, not necessarily what we usually expect. So it's just more about player evaluation from this coaching staff, especially obviously on the uh, defensive side with Dan Quinn. I don't know. I don't know. Does he think yeah. he can really uh, develop all these guys or does he think like some of these are terrible and definitely need to get out of here and need to bring someone else in. So it's just, it's very hard to really have a clear idea as of right now, but I, yeah. I'll let them answer the whole contract aspect of things. Nick, you mentioned Zeke. Is that your is that your number one guy? You're like, I don't mess with this contract? I don't I don't really want to do that. But more than I'm thinking about it is is that, you know, it's it's just like football games where you just take one game at a time. And yes, yes, you do look ahead of the future a little bit, but you're taking the season for the salary cap as it is. And so you just kind of push it a little bit. And that's what got the Cowboys in trouble in the mm -hmm. 90s. They just kept pushing these deals and then to the point where they weren't good enough. And you're sitting there like, wow, this guy's not a very good player and he's counting a lot because you keep pushing the deal. Um, I, with Zeke, though, I, I don't really want to do that. I, I, I think you know it's he's not cuttable right now or the next couple of years, but I don't want to keep pushing it. We're already starting to see a little bit of a decline here. We don't know just yet if it's, if it's because of the injuries on the line and all the stuff around him. Or is it just him? I mean, we're, it's it's starting to get in that close. I wouldn't want to keep pushing it and, and adding years to this deal. Dave, yeah, Zeke and Zeke and Jalen are the ones. Just they're they're long deals for guys that you're not convinced have it mm -hmm. right now. And so if you mess with that, it messes with your ability to get out of, out of it quickly. Um, so yeah, those are those are the two. But everybody else, restructure away. Like I'm not worried about Tank or. Tyron, ty honestly, Tyron's deal is so ridiculously team friendly at this point that even yeah. if you mess with it, it's not going to screw you over. So, yeah. Uh, same thing with Lyell. Um, I do wonder about Amari. I do like as it's structured right now. Like they're done with his guarantees next year, and they could release him if they wanted to. But I, I don't, I don't know. That doesn't bother me a lot. So, really, anybody but Zeke or Jalen is fine with me. And I did. I just wanted to throw say as well. Like I don't. They could have sixty million dollars in cap space, and I like whatever. They're not going to be players. That's not what they do. So I think this year, I'm I am trying to identify good players that might be able to be had at a bargain because that's who they. That is who they've shown that they are willing to go after. And fortunately for them, I think there's a lot of guys that fit that description. All right, we're going to go ahead and wrap the show. We do have the press conference coming up here at 1.30, uh, so make sure you stay tuned for that. You can check all of our platforms. Uh, you'll be able to listen and watch that live. Dak Prescott signing his deal. Uh, we'll talk about that next week. We'll also uh, get into more free agency talk. That begins next Wednesday. That'll be the actual start of free agency. Actually, next Monday is when teams can start the unofficial uh, tampering period, I guess, for lack of a better way to put it, where they can start actually talking to agents. Uh, but sign Signings will actually start next Wednesday, so we'll be back next Wednesday. We'll talk a little bit about some of the free agency stuff that's happening with the Cowboys and happening around the league. Till then, for Nick Eatman, Dave Hellman, Amber Garcia, I am Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break, live on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!